1: Hello and welcome treasured pandemic and listener to the Anfield Index podcast, which is brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. It is episode 264. I am Trev Downey. I'm podcasting you here from my lockdown field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm joined as ever I am by Carl Kopak by Cam Brench and producer Guy Drinkle. Um, This is a really impromptu show that we decided to throw together for you in the spirit of distraction. It will be freewheeling, it will be probably quite football free and it is entirely designed with the purposes of uh, filling your ears with something other than that stuff uh, for an hour or so. So we will endeavor and if I see it going that way, I'm gonna steer it away to be absolutely that thing free for the entirety of the show because I'm sick of that thing in a way that I've never been sick of anything in my life so let's uh, get the ball rolling and I don't have anything prepared because it is an impromptu uh, one by way of uh, a little excerpt that I normally have or even a piece to read what I will tell you is that I am now a farmer I, uh, I, I didn't really want to share this until I was sure but now it's official, I'm a farmer. I have yeah. dug a garden and now I'm going to farm it. And guess what this Irishman is going to farm? You guessed it. Potatoes. Because that's the kind of walking cliche I am. And when... Yeah,
0: because the there's hits, a real death of spuds in Ireland, isn't
1: there? That's it, brother. That's it. And yeah. when the shit hits the fan, uh, you are all welcome to join my commune uh, here uh, in my particular small little bit of a field. Uh, and uh, come and have some spuds because listen I'll tell you what Carl I don't know if it's anything you've ever done I know Cam um, was saying that he he was thinking of experimenting with it but I looked at my dad my dad's always done this um, demands uh, he's just one of those guys who just doesn't know when to stop working so and he's also one of those guys who's good at everything he puts his hand to and when it comes to, to to physical work and he can do a bit of plumbing bit of carpentry bit of everything but when it comes to his garden hey, i mean, the man's a genius and he's like a one-man earth mover and i discovered that it's actually genetic uh i i, I dug a six meter by five meter garden Several furrows, and it's, it's tough ground. It was very dry. And man, I loved it. Like, it was difficult. It took me two days, three days, but I loved it. it. It's please
0: so- please stay with us. Please stay with us, listeners. He will it's, stop talking about this in a minute.
1: It's so therapeutic. Seriously. Oh, it is
0: actually. It is actually. Yeah, I, I, had, a, um, I had a carrot bed for a while. And uh, I was literally, at one point, I was going out and checking them every four hours just to see if, you know, a, a new, um, and something had come up. Well, I
2: haven't
0: see, even. You, the second you see the first spring, you just think, you know, I, I have created life.
2: Yeah,
1: well, there you go. There you go. Uh, I, uh, exactly. Hear me roar, like I and I haven't even started the the planting process. Never mind the growing process. This is just literally the the the, the donkey work, and it's the, honestly it was the best couple of days I've had in, in since all this bullshit started because I wasn't able to think about anything else because it's it's uh, tiring and you want to do it right and I'm using lines and. Ah, it's great. I genuinely recommend it. If you have a little bit of a patch, get your, get your spade out and get digging in the ground. It's therapeutic as all hell. Carl, what do you want to open up with this well, one?
0: Well, can I ask you two questions about about that? Firstly, and the most obvious question is, are you the farmer?
1: I am the farmer. Are you the farmer? I'm, I'm glad, you've, uh, I'm glad you, you, you've asked that. And for, for the record, here, hair, here. here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course he's the fucking farmer with no. Stop asking that. And and that also reminds reminds me of the Peep Show episode where Jeremy and Superhands go to the record label and they talk about download charts. And Jeremy turns to Superhands and says, I I told you the Internet would be big. (laughs) And Superhands says, all right, we'll see. We'll see. I was about (laughs) five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. "Yeah, we'll, we'll see. (laughs)
1: See <laughs> how <yeah>, that goes <laughs>
2: <laughs> you've got out in the limb there pal
0: <laughs> there must have, might be a market for that you never know <laughs> um, my, my uh, quote came quite late and to be honest the only reason I did a quote is because Cam has because Cam's a scurly squad squat. Um, and it's uh, it, it looks like I've just rushed and put this together but obviously it's clearly not the case uh, and it's this, it's from Anonymous actually I really enjoyed falling without landing The narrative shifted in a way that stopped any of the stories becoming predictable. The storytelling a quick shift between characters was fun to follow (laughs) and meant it was difficult to put down before bedtime. Would definitely recommend. Thank you, Amazon customer verified purchase.
1: Dear God almighty. It's come to this, Trev. I gotta say, man, I gotta say, you giving me a hard time talking for two minutes about my garden uh, pales into insignificance. That is unabashed, and uh, fair play. It's no, a nice little review, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've actually got, um, thank you for asking, I've got um, 18 <laughs> reviews for for my second novel, Falling Without Landing, and they're all five stars, and some of them well, are, that... are people I don't know, I should point out. <laughs> some, some of them, of them are... <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my fault my mate's bought my books. <laughs>
1: Yeah and but I have I have a very different problem uh, with with the great stories which is that Apple in their wisdom only allow a certain amount of ratings at a time I don't understand it I don't understand that I know at least 20 people who told me they've rated it and yet there are only 14 ratings showing which is bananas they are all five star ratings <clears throat> I would say I'll read some of those next week. Cam, what have you got for us?
2: Well, if we're going to do self-promotion, just to let you know, Virtue Chauffeur has nothing but five-star ratings on Yale and
0: Google.
2: <laughs> uh, it's fantastic.
0: Come on, Guy, you're in.
2: <laughs> guy, what have what you got to flog- What are you flogging, Guy? <laughs> He's typing. Guy is typing. Whilst Guy is typing, I'll just do my quote quickly. Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> I produce for all your achievements. He's not wrong
1: That's there. Splendid. That's splendid. Um, Go go for your quote, man. That's all you
2: got. The ultimate luxury is being able to relax and enjoy your home. I disagree yeah. with that.
1: You've, you've I... picked a strange time to throw that one out. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what was your what was your um, bone of contention there, Carl? Well, I,
0: th- I think a yacht's pretty decent if one of those going.
2: A boat drinks. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If you have a yacht, you've probably got a house that's even exactly, nicer. Yeah, so yeah that's true. So it's not home then,
1: isn't it? look you know uh, there's a very serious point there at the back of that as there usually is with your things they tend to be uh sort of um spirit shatteringly profound and there, there, there's a nice sentiment at the heart of it but it's strange timing when everybody is so sick of their house at the moment irrespective of how, how big small or luxurious it is everyone's just like oh fucking hell let me out of here but anyway i digress and i said i wouldn't talk about the thing so let's not talk about the thing um we had some various spitballing sessions earlier on that led us to some topics. And I do like when that happens because they tend to be random and um, things that we're actually genuinely interested in talking about. We did also put a question out right at the last minute on Twitter in case anybody wanted to suggest something to us so i think we'll start there and then we'll go to our bits and bobs if that's okay with you uh, i saw one that came into you now I, I won't get to them all uh, folks but i saw one that came into you carl from uh, red Nile seven and there's multiple parts to this What is the first place you're visiting after the lockdown is over that's a good question i like that a lot let's say outside of friends and family because all of us are going to want to go and see maybe we have to been able to see our moms or dads or whatever no, let's there. get. Um, <laughs> let's get that. Out, out there, who, who? Who? What? What is the first place you're going? I know. I, I, I've got this. I've got this.
0: Actually, actually, it will be Anfield. To be honest, just for a bit of normality's sake, um, I'm quite looking forward to Parkrun starting again because that's become a bit of a staple of my Saturdays. And and obviously, I do Taekwondo, so it'd be quite nice to do a Taekwondo class with actual people rather than. Um, and a few of the lads last night that the black belts did. Um, did an online um, class,
1: but it'd be quite nice to go and kick some pads. I quite a thought to that. Yeah, well, as a gregarious and yet not gregarious person, I don't have too many things like that um, that I do. I like I like my own time. Um, so I am looking forward to a simple day where I get up, I go to the gym, and I go and have my lunch out. In one of the two places where I love to have my lunch, and I walk around the supermarket and buy stuff that I want to have that night, and not care if I bump into someone, and then go home and do that, and actually be on my own in the house as opposed to the current situation. Yeah. Which I'll just which I'll just leave at that, because yeah. uh, it's getting wearing. um Cam, what about yourself? What's your first port of call post
2: lockdown? Um. Funny enough, this was actually asked in one of the other WhatsApp groups I'm in, and um, and pretty much everyone to a T said the same thing. And that uh, because it's actually a group where it's just uh, we're all um, uh, of of the Sikh faith religion, and all of us to a tea said the the good water, uh, the Gudwara being a, a Sikh temple. Yeah. So um, yeah, for me. You know, uh, I would I, not that I'm the most religious of people. I'm probably more spiritual than I am religious. But I will just probably go to the good water and just say, you know, thank you. Maybe I don't know. Uh, just a moment of reflection. Is it really- that, or is it
1: is it the community thing? Because obviously you could do that on your own. But obviously the 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 the, the pull to the pull to go there is it. The community aspect of it, the togetherness aspect of it.
2: No, I, I'm, I don't go. I don't go on a Sunday and sit there with the whole community. I don't go to a particular good water. Um, I will go to any because to me, a good water is a good water. There's, they're all the same to me. Yes, there are there are some subtle differences in in them, but I don't need to go into that. Um, I will just go at my own pace, at my own time as and when I feel like it. And I actually prefer the solitude of it. I actually prefer, I I actually find going to any religious establishment quite soothing. Uh, there's a sense of tranquility that I like. I, you know, I could sit in a cathedral all day. I could sit in a church all day. I could sit in a in a, in a masjid all day. I could, uh, I've never been in a synagogue. I'd love to go in and just sit there and just, there's something spiritual and there's something, you know, moving about being in that environment that, that i quite like
1: yeah it's, you know, I, I suppose what i was getting at is it's interesting like the, it, myself and carl have been talking about doing things with people because you can now that's that would be the joy of it uh, or to be around people without being stressful um but you seem to be saying that you'd like to just kind of be in your own head in this place
2: uh yeah i mean i guess that comes from the type of work i'm in as well because my work can be quite lonely in a way, and I'm used to that sure. solitude. so being in lockdown now for me is it's quite nice. It can I like ask I you a que-
1: can I ask you a question about your line of work that fascinates me on. Um, and feel free to to tell me to bore off if you don't want to, but it's something that you know with cab drivers. Mm-hmm. They must have a pain in their arse with people they get in the cab and say, So are you busy tonight? And they try to make small talk. Um and then you have some cab drivers who are big into actually chit chat themselves and they'll put talk on you even if you don't want to or if you're sitting quietly. Yeah.
2: Do you,
1: do you 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 the the nature of your job is slightly different? You're talking about a different type of vehicle. There's probably yeah. a divider. Um, but do you do you engage in chit chat with the customers?
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's all th- it's all on the client, what the client wants. If the client right. wants to engage, I will engage. And they say there's three things you should never talk about, which is sports, religion, and politics. It, more often than not, when we do talk, those are the three things we will talk about more often than not um, because it can get divisive, it can get you know heated. And the last thing you want to do is put a point of view across that annoys always the client. And, and, and it's the same for the client. The last thing the client will want to do to you is, is annoy you with one of their points of view. So you've got to be careful around certain subjects and topics. Some clients want to sit in the back of the car and they want to do their stuff and get on with it. That's what you let them do. Other clients want to sit in the front of the car. And if they sit in the front of the car, they really want to talk to you because they're sitting in the front of the car with you. They They don't see you as their driver almost. They see you as a friend who's just taking them wherever they need to go. That's because... That's the type. That's the type of you know. You get to that level, you you know, you're doing a good job. I mean, yeah,
1: that's quite that's quite sweet. Does that happen with recurring uh, clients? Is that is that what you're saying that people yeah, yeah. You, you get to know people? So it's basically just you know, you're hanging out with your bud, bringing them somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's some clients uh, have have become that way. You know, they they found me on Facebook, they put follow requests in, and you, you can't you don't say no, obviously. So uh, because it's it's your businesses as well at the same time but then they genuinely when the conversation is happening in the car it's it's like we're talking now we we will talk about anything and everything well I still get that with clients who sit in the back of the car as well but it's not as personal but it still will be it can be you know there. I've got one client in Worcester for example I just look forward to picking that guy up because when he's in the car the guy's so intelligent he's so smart He's so clued up, you know. He's 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 got he's got a great view uh, on the world, and I like listening to what he has to say. Don't always agree with it, but ninety nine percent of the time I will agree with him because we're very similar in our outlook in life. So there's some people, you know, you really really look forward to picking up. The, and I'm quite lucky, I'd say. I well, actually, yeah, I don't actually have a bad client. You know, I don't actually have a client that I'm thinking. I don't really want to pick that fella up or I don't want to pick that lady up, you know. Mm. I, I, do,
0: you ever get, do, do you ever get the chance to read out Amazon reviews to your clients?
2: <laughs> I, I tend to stick to Google and yo. Okay.
1: <laughs> it will surprise nobody that meanwhile in the background, Guy Drinkle has told us that the first thing he's do- doing is going for a Toby I love yep. it when we're all when we're all on message. Uh, yeah. When we're all so on brand, it's beautiful. Uh, the second part of Red Nile's question is, "What book are you reading?" Let's start this one. I sat down this evening just as you guys, I saw the WhatsApps coming in from you guys that had been building up, to be fair, wasn't me ignoring you, I just hadn't seen them, uh, about doing a show this evening. And I had just sat down to begin a book by a fellow called Jonathan Black called The Secret History of the World, which I thought would be right up my alley. And then I read the blurb. I picked it up thinking, yeah, this looks like it might be up my alley. Yeah, absolutely. And then I read the blurb, and it says... Jonathan Black examines the end of the world and the coming of the Antichrist, or is he already here? How will he make himself known and what will become of the world when he does? And then I, I thought, oh God, I've I've made a terrible wreck here. <laughs> you've, you've
0: gone in, uh, you've, you've committed oh, big.
1: I've, I've, I mean, I, I literally had no idea. I thought it was but I told I was buying a conspiracy theory book. I did not know we were going all QAnon. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to give it a lash and I'll report back to you. Carl, what book have you got on the go at the moment?
0: Well, I've I've always got a few on the go. I've just started, um, and there's a reason for this. I've started a book called, oh, why do they all call this, uh, a book called Respect by a former Cray henchman, who I'm quite interested in. Um, To be honest, I'm not going to tell you who that man is or anything like that, because no one's going to care about that, and um it's one of those classic you know um uh you could leave your front door open during the war all those sort of books and, and there's a man who killed people um but i've literally yeah, finished yeah. reading strip jack by um uh ian rankin the great ian rankin and um which is a john rebus book and the next one in the series which i've already got is um the black book so i'm going to start with that big ian Rankin, big big rebus fan really really like those stories Did-
1: this is this is you're you're actually you're you're in a, a Rebus run. Rebus is a character, right? Just for people. who yeah, don't
0: know. Rebus, yeah, I'm trying to do I'm, I'm trying to do them in order. Um, although I actually read the last, the very last one on holiday last year when I was in Sicily. But um, yeah, I'm trying to do them in order, bit by bit. And he's good, Ian right? because he answers your questions about him. Because I've got this running thing where I'll say, "Is Rebus going to eat a vegetable in the next one?" Because obviously, because he's your bog standard cop who just lives on you know bread rolls and stuff. And uh, <laughs> to which he replied. Don't hold your
1: breath, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the book I just finished is called The Stray Sad Country by Pat McCabe. And if you've never read any Pat McCabe, why have you not read Pat McCabe? The guy is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. The Butcher Boys is his most famous the Butcher one.
0: Butcher Boys, sorry, I couldn't, I not think which one it was called. Yeah.
1: Oh God, it's so good. Uh, I, I, but but so many of his other ones are are better. Uh, yeah, and I've I've, I've 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 a beautiful little collection of Pat McCabe books building up. So, I'd recommend that Winter Wood I read before oh, that was awesome as well. Right, Cam, have you got a book in the go? Have you? Well, what was the last thing you've read? Oh, I can't
2: remember what the last thing I've. I think I've read a book for about a year now. I've been. Very lazy in that respect. I'm not reading anything at the moment. I'm, what I am doing though is I'm waiting for a, a special edition on um, the great stories of um, Great Textbook Station. So um, I'm quite looking. <laughs> for, I'm quite looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how you your how long take to to, it how long it'll take to read it. <laughs> well, oh. you know, he he asked he asked for recommendations of what you That's know true. what he yeah. should, what he wanted us to him to read and. Uh, a couple of us um, voted for this. So, who, the public, who, who's, the who's,
1: who's, who's joining you in the in the, uh, the, the... Zahra? Zahra said it as well. Yeah, Zahira, Zahira said it as well. But yeah. th- th- you see, th- th- there's an issue here. Uh, I did explicitly say short stories.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm looking up my I'm looking up my bookshelf here, and I've, I can see Charles Dickens' Bleak House, and it's about half the size of one of my shelves. <laughs> It's a fucking wedge of book. The guy doesn't write small books. That would literally take me about seven days to narrate let's yeah. It would um, take more.
2: It would
1: take more than that. It's, 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 it's a banana's ask. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but uh, I do love the idea. I, I followed an account, and this is, again, uh, I'll get away from the books now because it's probably boring some people. But I, I followed an account um, just called Ulysses Red, and it's just going through the book from beginning to end with 280 character uh, tweets. And if they finish in the middle of a sentence, they start at the end of the sentence. Oh, man, I'm riveted. Because it's, it's such a fascinating way to look at it in these little snippets. If um, if you if you Again, if you haven't read it, don't be intimidated by that, what people say about it. It's, there's so much t- joy in that book. Um, so much to mine from it. I would really recommend it. The next one by Red Nile says... Oh, point, right, can I just uh, go on to
0: something? About about books. Firstly, isn't there another account where um, it's a minute by minute tweet of um, Star Wars, or it might even be frame by frame? There's an account doing it, something like that. From what I can remember. And guys, just got an interesting point. Guy, guy, just God knows what it is. It's guy being guy, but guy just said that he's listened to the to the Witcher series. So my question is, is listening to a book the same as reading it? I might have asked that before. I don't know.
1: I think I think that's I think that's really good and I'll tell you, you, you listeners to the show will know I've spoken to you all of you guys at length about it, that my migraines were like such a serious threat to my uh, being alive that I, I had to stop reading I had to, it was it's, it was a killer um it seized off thankfully in the last year or so so I've started reading books again a little bit but now my eyesight's fucked uh, in the last year so I've got my first ever glasses but in the interim to get to the point, I started listening to audiobooks for about two or three years, and it's fucking tremendous. And it's why I'm doing this show. I think it's a wonderful medium by which to experience the stories. And honestly, Carl, honestly, as a real snob reader who loves reading and fetishizes books, I don't think there's any massive difference. I absorb the information just the same and I enjoy it. You can rewind it, you can listen to a sentence again just like you can read a sentence again. I don't think there's any real difference. The problem is if the voice gets in the way. That's my that's ha- worry. That's happened on a few time, a few occasions the voice got in the way the voice just did not suit the work or the guy the guy or girl reading just wasn't really great at it um and so that can be jarring but if it's a nice neutral voice and they're just getting through it and they're reading it with a little bit of cadence i think it's fantastic who's that someone like that
0: martin jarvis someone like that simon callow you know a proper writer rather (laughs) than just me
1: yeah, callows callows yeah. But Calloids, those guys are a little bit jolly hockey sticks for me. I don't think you need necessarily to have that traditional, you know, uh, rada voice. I think you just have to have a voice that just gets gets the job done. So, no, I don't think. Yeah. I
2: don't,
1: yeah, exactly, that type of thing. Uh, basically, all the Welsh lads, all the Welsh lads. Uh, yeah, like, imagine, imagine Burton doing audiobooks. Fuck. Imagine Richard Burton doing audiobooks. How good would that be? What a a shame that that's never a thing that could have happened. Um, You
0: You never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got two funny questions for you. A little footy footy, uh, uh, island in the middle of this non-footy show. And they're both from uh, Red Nile's four-parter. The first one, and I'm going to ask you to expand on the first one. And I only want a one-word answer for the second one. So the first one is best performance you've ever seen from an opposition player. And the second one is, who's the best finisher? Because we, we discussed this at length the last day in different ways. Uh, Suarez, Torres or Fowler. I just want the name of your uh, chosen best finisher of those three. But the first question is, who is the best performance or who gave the best performance from an opposition player that you've ever seen? So it's obviously got to include the Reds. And you were watching the Reds and somebody played against the Reds and they were bloody great. Uh, Cam Branch, suggestion for best opposition performance oh, that you've ever seen that. against us. It's oh, a tough one, right?
2: Yeah, it is. It is a tough yeah, one. To you, me. you, you, you. I mean, the first name that pops in my hand, head is uh, a Sharvin when he scored the four against us. Um, but uh, mm. I think he only had four touches of the ball. So... Yeah. Um, That's it. That, you know, but that... I can't really think of anybody who was absolutely outstanding against. Um, I know Kaka first half Champions League two thousand and five. He was untouchable. Yeah, everything he ran the show. Yeah, everything he did was spot on, absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. that first half. And it's only because Diddy came on second half and just shut him up um, that we got a, we got control back in that game. Um. Uh, due to the injury to and even though Trori was coming off at half um, um but yeah that would have to be uh, have to be Kaká first off that's a
1: great show that's a great show what about your one word answer to the best finisher your your opinion just purely your opinion suarez Torres, fowler Fowler okay uh, Carl your uh, opinion of the best performance you've ever seen from an APO player Schmeichel Okay, the game?
0: All of them. Because to beat him, you had to be just be incredible. Um, and I just never, ever... He was just one of those players. Do you know, this, this is going back much, much further, but there's an Ipswich goalkeeper called Paul Cooper, who just was always great against us, always. I just think, we we could literally have the ball on the goal line and he could be 20, 10 yards away, and I, I'd still give it 50-50. He's one of those players. Mm-hmm. And Schmeichel, Schmeichel in his pomp, sort of mid-90s, was just... You could throw anything at him at all. He was just incredible against us all the time. All the candidates I would say would be De Bruyne last season. Um, Couldn't get near him at all. And um, uh, there's someone else I was thinking of as well. Um, Actually, I've got to say, um, Paul Merson, early 90s. Yeah, he see... Just had one one game against us where we just couldn't get near him at all.
1: It's funny, usually if someone's brilliant against us we sign them, you know, that's what tends yeah, yeah. to happen.
2: Kirkland.
1: Yeah, yeah we, t- we tend to sign them. And Chris Kirkland, actually, guys yeah, yeah. put a great, sh- guys put a gr- fucking Charlie, guys put a great cha- uh, oh, shout see. in the chats there. He's talking about any sub goalkeeper in the last 10 years, basically. Uh, yeah. And that is, that's absolutely fair because those guys have stepped up to the mark. i uh, yeah. had the games of their lives against us. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting share. I do remember Merson being me a pain in the arse actually. Now that you mention it, um, that's that's a really interesting one. And your one word, Suarez Torres, found best finisher for you. Father. And it's the hat trick for me. It's the hat trick for me. It's great. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, we've got a couple more from the twitters that we'll take now as well. Uh, I'm going to do two of the ones that we got in. Um, Okay. I like this. I like this one from Liz. Liz says, what's, the unlikely hobby that you can see yourself taking up if this goes on much longer. She tells me the potato farming doesn't count as a hobby, uh, which is fair. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's absolutely fair. Uh, But from, from your point of view, can you see yourself uh, getting into something as a result of this? uh, What looks like it's going to be an extended spell in this current holding pattern. Um, Can you see yourself taking anything up? An awful lot of people, for example, have taken up stuff like puzzles and jigsaws and other people have begun to play chess as we uh, <laughs> as we discovered last week. Cam Bridge is now an expert, uh, giving you game-winning tips, Carl. Um, can you see yourself picking up a hobby or do you see something on the horizon that you might take up? You know, in the absence of Taekwondo, Carl, or in the absence of being able to do park runs, what can you see yourself maybe getting into if there's gonna be a, another few weeks or God help us, months of this nonsense?
0: Well, I've, I've started um, doing those 30-day press-up and plank challenges. Oh, um, have you? Yeah. Um, my my planks are okay. I've actually, I've actually started on the hard level for planks, so we do them a lot. So I've started, So I've gone in there. Uh, uh, I'm only on day three of my press-up challenge, and it's not quite taxing just yet. So much so that I'm not resting between sets, just doing doing them all in one go. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually want to become a better guitarist. I think. So I'm trying to be a little bit more um, studious when it comes to that because I can play, and you know, but I want to sort of know a bit more theory,
1: if I can. I like that. I like that. I like that, and it kind of goes along the same lines as as something I was thinking of. I I don't know if again, just Liz can can uh, correct me later uh, if she, if she likes on this. I don't know if being horribly OCD is a hobby. Uh, but if it is, then I've really taken to cleaning presses out and cupboards and organizing the gaff. And I've spent literally hours. I got <laughs> up yesterday at half seven and I finished last night at half nine, putting shit in black bags to go to the bin or the attic and just, you know, organizing stuff. So I can see myself doing that. It's not quite a hobby. I think I'm just going to read more. I'm going to read more. That's probably what I'll yeah. do.
2: Um, I'm one of those husbands who's doing the, the jobs that I promised to do when I had time. Oh, wow. So I've, I wouldn't, I would not have not had an opportunity as such yet to start on any hobby. So, uh, all of last week, uh, um, I took the weekend off because I felt I deserved it. Um, and I could, um, I, I jet washed the, the, uh, the whole of the front drive all the brickwork out the front and then I then proceeded to do all the paving stones and brickwork and block block pa- pa- pavement we got going down the side of the house. so that took me three or four days last week and um, it to be honest it absolutely wore me out doing four five hours six hours of that just holding the jet wash in your hand and, you, and your fist clenched you know uh, I should have now I'm thinking of it I should have got a bit of string or something shouldn't I and just um yeah, you always think after the event don't you Sorry? <laughs> Sorry. there's your key worker
1: right there there's your yep. key worker right there look at him look at him go with his six hours of power
2: washing <laughs> It's, it's, it's messy. It's not fun. Um, have but, you, have like, you seen you know, that thing I, on, I, the, I, on the I Daily a Mash? <laughs> yeah, on the Daily Sorry, Mash.
0: Guys, have you seen that thing on the Daily Mash where, um, where Ellie Taylor, you know, they do the, like a newsreader thing? And um, and she says, uh, like, n- uh, next news story, she says, um, um, man finally gets around to doing something and won't shut the fuck up about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just goes to this couple. And he's just going, this <laughs> bloke just going, yep, yeah, did that i did that thanks and his his wife saying i did 80 percent of it myself and i've been asking you for three years and uh and then his phone goes he goes hi mom yep did it yep
1: yeah god man that that actually that hits kind of close to home i've been really does looking at my uh, fascia and soffit and how covered in, in in cobwebs it is uh for about three years now, and then just I had the time and I did it, and I never shut up about it. I, I literally, I called my dad to say, yep, show the roll, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't worry about that. That's taken care of.
1: Right there. That's done. <laughs> Boxed off.
0: <laughs> my mate, the um, mate you were right with, um, um, painted his front door once, and his wife told me that he spent literally half an hour on his horn, just rubbing his chin, looking up at it. In <laughs> twenty minutes, just down squatting down, just rubbing his chin, thinking, oh, man's "Work, man's
2: work." That. Oh, by the way,
1: you mentioned plank earlier on, right? And uh I wanted to call in immediately. I was talking to 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 young Malby on the the weekly show last night. Man, he told me a story about Plank Nickel, right? Who apparently his 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 uh nickname actually that stuck was oh Jesus, it's after he escaped me that like was B- B- Bumper. Bum- Bumper. Bumper, right, right because he it basically he was t- he, he meant to say bouncer once and he, bouncers and he said bumpers and that stuck. But the one I knew when I was growing up was Plank, right? I read that in Shoot magazine or something. But anyway. Long story short, they're stuck in, in the motorway. I don't know if you've heard this story. They're stuck in the motorway on the way back from a match. Hansen's always winding up plank nickel and he says, you know what, Stevie, uh, we're going to be here for two hours. I think we passed a Heineken truck back there. Why don't you take the jacket belonging to the driver? See, it's hanging up there at the back, the, the back stairs. Stick that on you. tie is It's waterproof. Leg it back to the Heineken uh, uh, lorry and get us uh, get us a few slabs of cans. And Nickel goes, "Yeah, it's a great idea." So he, he gets the jacket, puts it on him, and disappears. An hour later, everyone's forgotten. Nickel's gone. An hour later, he comes. He's knocking on the back door. Comes in the back door of the bus again. The bus hasn't moved. And <laughs> Nickel comes back. He's got two trays of cans, forty-eight cans that he's got, he, of, of Heineken cans, carries him up on the bus, he's a hero, right? And Hansen says to someone, I, didn't, I never saw a Heineken lorry. There was no Heineken lorry. Nickel <laughs> <laughs> has gotten off the, the, the bus and walked until he found a Heineken lorry <laughs> at him for Kans and walked back. And I went, this is fucking tremendous stuff, Jan, please tell me more. And he did. This podcast is full of anecdotes. Go and listen to it, lads. It's absolutely unreal. That lad, he can tell a story, I'll tell you. Um, so let's get back to the stuff we were talking about there uh, in our chat. And uh, I, I, again, this is slightly related. Uh, it's not quite funny, and yet it is. Uh, it's one of the first suggestions that we had. What is your le- oh, Sorry. Who's your least favourite Liverpool football club player? I think we've had something around this before. Again, you can go into detail if you want, or you can just give me a name if you want, because we've got lots to work with here uh, in terms of the stuff we came up with. We've got lots of suggestions. So your least favourite red ever camp range was?
2: Oh, HodgeJews.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to roll right in behind you on that, although I kind of liked them at the time and defended them. turns out It's
2: what should... it turned into afterwards.
1: Yeah, you're right. Shouldn't have. He, he was he's, he's a horrible creature. Um, uh, Carl?
2: Neil Ruddick.
1: You see, it's a, always... It's always...
2: I've met him. He's all right.
1: No, he's not all right. No, he's not. Well, he he's was not. all right.
2: He was when
1: he met I, us. I, 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 I spoke to Jason McAteer during the week for the interview, and I wanted to say to Jason, what the fuck happened? Jason, because you guys were brilliant and that league should have been won. What happened? And I didn't want to lean into the whole Roy Evans thing and was he too easy on you and all that cliched bollocks, because it's cliche because it's probably true, right? But the one who embodied everything that was wrong about that side for me was Ruddock. To the extent that I know the lads have lined up interviews and I'm like, nah, (laughs) I can't bring myself to do it. It's not fair. But it's not fair. But for me, he embodies the underachievement of that side. And I, you know, at the time, I probably didn't think that as much. But as the years have passed, and the more you hear, I'm just like, oh god, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a hard agree with you on on Ruddock, uh, but also on Juve. And Juve does edge it just because he's such an awful human. Um, whereas I think the other lads just a bit shambolic. Uh, to be fair to the poor chap. Unusual, there's not an Arfexad shout uh, for for various reasons, but we'll go with that. Uh, oh, Carl, I meant to say to you, yeah. your your one season wonder thing that you were doing. Yes. Who did you end up going with as your attackers?
0: Um. Oh God, I did I go for um Janaga Fjortoft?
1: Fjortoft, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Mutu. Mutu. Okay. And did I go four four two? I think I left someone out. Joe, you know I have Brian Roy on my mate Al's advice.
1: The Cause, forest. Cause,
0: yeah, because the second that um, Collymore left, he just absolutely wilted, didn't yeah. do a thing. I had thought well, else, helps, though. I mean, the, the the big answer there is always meet you, always. Um, because I could I could have gone for a move to Mitro, um, for forward line.
1: What about that? That that lad who played for Wigan, Amor Zaki. Did he have two?
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the other lads had him, yeah.
1: Yeah, he had two, he's a shout. I think he's a real yeah, shout. Yeah, I think
0: he was, he was Actually, a lot of Wigan players got mentioned on that program. There's loads of them, Tyson Bramble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He won really won. Brilliant at Ipswich. Brilliant at Ipswich. <laughs> and then late, the only player I've ever seen at Anfield who was applauded on, applauded onto the pitch by the crowd, from an opposing substitution. Waited to come on for Wigan against Liverpool, and the cop applauded him on. That's how bad he was. Oh my like, god. Yeah. Oh my I, mean, god. This,
1: <laughs> I don't know, remember that.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He scored as well, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, um, we also mentioned Charles and Zogby. I got to mention at one point. Oh, I so- mentioned Ryan, Ryan Sessignon, which people didn't like, but um, no, they I won't just, like
1: that. They all like that.
0: Because uh, I cause I can't see him breaking into Tottenham, and he started one good season at Fulham, and I think he's going to be Charles and I really do.
1: A lot of people have him down as a, as a you know generational, as they as they say. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, uh, okay. Just uh, we have another football related one that we can do if you want. Yeah, go on. Uh, Two two suggestions. Uh, I'm looking at here, both from yourself, actually, Carl. We'll do whichever one you vote for. Either you're the greatest goal of all time or the best footy tournament of all time. I'm not going to go with pundits because we spent a bit of time on pundits recently. So we, it's 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 a vote. The three of us get to vote on this. Greatest goal of all time or best footy tournament of all time. I'm leaning hard into the footy tournament one. What are you thinking, Cam? Um,
2: I'm easy. Yeah, footy tournament sounds good.
1: Okay, it's two to one, Carl. That's us one way or the other. So, you came up okay. with this as a suggestion. What are you thinking? What tournament stands out to you as the best one you've ever seen?
0: It's not the best one, but it was the most important one because it was my first. And I'd say it was Argentina 78. And I know what your answer is, Trev, because we we wrote a World Cup series for Some Green Grass about it, um, yeah. along with Jamie. And um, 78 just met, it was just a really, really weird tournament because. For a start, it was in Argentina, and that was big news for the BBC. We've got games from Argentina, and it's like Scotland against Iran, but like everyone was home to watch it. It was a really, really big deal. You've got the fact that it was corrupt, the World Cup. Um, you've got a Scotland player being sent home early for drug suspicions, and you've got the greatest ever Scottish goal of all time from Archie Gemmell, and Kenny played, and the kits were brilliant, and that Argentina kit is just incredibly beautiful.
1: Was the Peru, uh, Peru kit on show in '78? Yeah, well,
0: well, yeah. it's arguably the, uh, the the only close one I can say to this in in terms of um, the greatest game ever played for kit alone. I always say is the '74 World Cup final, West Germany against Holland. But Argentina-Holland in '78 is pretty decent as well. Just that Dutch that Dutch shirt with just a huge badge on it and nothing else. Oh, Absolutely god. huge badge Yeah, it's beautiful
1: Actually you know for back to back ones that, that That's a hell of a set of shirts yeah. Oh god that's a hell of a set of shirts I, I, I again in the cleaning Process yesterday I came across My ridiculously large Collection of football jerseys that I just don't get Rid of and never wear I just buy these Things obsessively I used to I don't Now these years But the only one I kept that I'll actually wear Casually is an Argentina shirt because They almost never get them wrong it's just a, it's just a great shirt. It's hard to get. I, I'd it say right.
0: Holland's are the same. Holland, you know, no matter who they gave it to, them and Croatia. It just looks beautiful. Yeah,
1: they're Absolutely just, yeah, yeah, they're just almost always class. Uh, Go Drinkle's saying 2002, as you said. Uh, which is more of an indicator of his age but I loved that tournament because obviously Ireland were involved in, and it was comparatively exciting for us Uh, and we did watch a lot of matches in pubs that year which was good Uh, but as you rightly said 86 is the one for me because I had my 13th birthday in the middle of it um, and it was Diego and I'd never seen anything like it in my life Uh, it started off with heartbreak because there were rumours, I don't know if you remember this lads, but there were rumours that Pele was coming out of retirement. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, for the '86 one, and there there was the heartbreak that Kenny got cropped and couldn't go. Yeah, and I, he I i have been watching the World Cup primarily to watch Kenny play for Scotland, uh, and that was that was a really grim thing. And uh, but then this tournament started, and I couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. It was just Fabulous, absolutely fabulous. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh Cam, what about you? Your favorite tournament that you've ever uh, enjoyed watching?
2: Well, it's going to be in the middle. Mine was '82. Oh, okay. España. Espan- yeah. It, it, was, it was. all about the Brazil team. I just fell in. Lo- I just fell in love with that Brazil team, the football they played that <laughs> tournament, the players they had, um, and the kits. Oh, it was just everything, everything, and even though you know. Uh, Brazil got knocked out by Paolo Rossi hat trick in in what was the semi final and no no sorry quarter final quarter final yeah by a chief yeah um, I'll I'll never forget the celebration of the uh one of the winning goals in that in the final uh, from was it Cardelli that that celebration is just iconic and um, it, it just goosebumps whenever I see it.
0: I, I went tried to do
2: it in '98, uh, didn't he? Yeah. his went I mean, for his Argentina goal. He tried. Yeah. To it,
1: But, he, but he, he's not Marco Tardelli. He's not Marco Tardelli, no. and he hasn't got the hair. And he, no. you know, he, he didn't have the he, also, he also, he also, didn't mean it. Tardelli meant it so bad. Yeah. Like you've never seen a fella. He's literally in ecstasy there. That's. Yeah. He, he, he's not doing that deliberately. where Whereas Owns aping someone. Uh, he's just he's just lost in that moment. And yeah. you're right, man. That was. So, Like Zico was,
2: watching Zico. I could go go through the names, you know. I mean, you've got Edinho, Junior, Leonardo, Oscar, Socrates, Falcao, Junior, Adair. You know, they're just unbelievable football players. What they could do with the football was, I'd never seen anybody do that. Yeah. At that time, I mean, all I remember of the 78 World Cup was um, the the ticker tape in the final. That's my only memory of the '78 World Cup. I just don't remember anything about it. I don't think I watched, uh, got to watch any of the games. I think maybe because of the time difference or whatever it was, whatever, wherever the reason was. I, I just, they were really late at night. Yeah, really late, so, late games. And so, I, 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 there was no way my folks were letting me stay up. So '82, one hour ahead, the timing was, you know, it was just perfect. So it's, it's the one. It was just that. Brazil team, it was everything. Everything football should have been, you know, uh, the way they batted Scotland, New Zealand, you know, even all right, they weren't great teams, but the football they played, some of the goals they scored, just go back and look at the goals they scored, and they're mesmerizing. But um, yeah. we had a question. You had a question, uh, best best goal ever, as well, didn't you, Carl? Yeah. Um, the fourth goal in the nineteen seventy World Cup by Brazil.
0: I think it just is the greatest goal of all time. Yes. I think it is. And, and the, obviously there's a million candidates, but I think the best thing about Carlos Alberto's goal is the fact that you don't see him until
2: both no. are off the ground. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, and it's bang. Yeah. It's perfection. It, it, it's, it's they the toyed, kind of they toyed with the Italy. It. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, it's the World Cup final and they're toying with the second best team in the world. Like they were, that was a team
0: as well. They for, for had didn't they? And Yeah, like
2: they, had, they had a really good team. That seventy team, uh, Italian team, really yeah. good team. Well, they, they, they had to be. They got to the World Cup final. Yeah. No mugs. You can't be a mug. So, so, you're actually you're you're going
1: you're going for that as your your personal shout for that third question by Carl about the That's greatest goal. goal of all time. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I've 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 got I've got two, and it's one or the other. It's either Kenny's dink to win the seventy-eight uh, European Cup final,
2: yeah,
1: or it's Kenny's take it on the chest and volley at against home Chelsea. to win the to win the league against Chelsea. I've I have basically spent I, I spent a good portion of my first twelve thirteen years replicating those goals until I got them perfect. Uh, that I was obsessed with those goals. That that's like my favorite player winning things uh for my favourite team. So they're my favourite goals of all time, I have to say. Carl, you obviously had something in your in your mind when you said the question.
0: Well I I forgot all about Carlos Alberto. That is the that is the answer. Can I can I ask younger younger listeners to Google Kenny Bagleish goal v Belgium for Scotland. It was the end of his career and it's ludicrous what he does with that ball. It's it's quite similar to um sort of curl into the far corner, but it's just beautiful. Um, in terms uh, right. of Liverpool goals I, the, the answer obviously is Terry Mack seven, the seventh against Spurs in the seven, September 1978 is the greatest Liverpool goal ever but Divock might have overdone might have just usurped it now because of Trent
2: yeah I think so
1: I think
0: I that think might be the so. greatest Liverpool goal of all time
1: yeah yeah it's going to be hard to beat that <laughs> it's going to be yeah. hard to beat that just for what it means you know um I really, really want to talk about the latest theories about how they're going to um, finish the league, but I'm not going to because it'll have changed by next week. and I don't want to waste oxygen on it. Uh, but if it has settled down and and f- sort of become a little bit more concrete by our next show, we'll get into it. I, I honestly don't want to waste time on it now because it's pure speculation. I don't believe anything yes. I read because it changes from day to day. So let's go for our last nine minutes or so. Into a couple of questions that actually have nothing to do with football, and here's the first of them. This one I think came from me, actually. Yeah, so I have a thing about this, and I uh, don't feel that you need to get too revelatory at all here, lads, <clears throat> but I have a theory. Um,
2: is it a wifering question?
1: It is is it the question is simply this the way i phrased it in the whatsapp group is can a man wear wife fronts and feel okay about himself uh i'm not making any comment i don't want to prejudice your answer i just want to hear what you have to say about the whole y-front thing and then we'll go to something a lot less controversial we'll talk about socks. And lavatorial yes and we'll yeah. talk about socks next but uh the white fronts thing i'm i am curious i i do i it's, i it's i think it tells a lot about a man um what it tells i don't know but it does tell a lot uh can't uh the white fronts <laughs> thing can, you, you're you're are you, uh, are you, are you you're saying that that's something that you can comfortably wear and feel happy
2: as a man never, <laughs> as
0: a
1: man, as
2: a man. I, ideally yes as a man <laughs> yeah i've never wore wife not even at school i said as a man i was oh, a boy so mean, yeah 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 yeah, I, I, I be, yeah yeah when it when it became my choice of what underwear was presented to me now you've got it i never i never ever bought a pair of white fronts i don't even <laughs> need to, i don't i will not even let the boy wear wife. fronts
1: can i can i cut in here were you completely psyoped like an awful lot of people were in the 1980s Something. by no 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 in the 1980s by the levi's ads starring nick cayman where everyone decided that boxer shorts was a good idea because here's this beautiful fellow wearing boxer shorts and w- washing his jeans in the in the in the early
2: 80s wasn't it,
1: it well, uh, yeah, yeah. early yeah. mid-80s and
2: yeah. those
1: ads came out all of a sudden it was all about the boxer shorts and that's kind of our generation type thing that's... and i'm wondering I'm wondering was that was that was that what happened, you know? Uh, because like you, yeah, okay, when my mom's buying my jacks, I don't care what they are. But when I'm buying my own, I'm not buying a fucking y front. And again, I, I don't want to send prejudice against the Y-front. Maybe Kopak's gonna come in now and go and, and have a treatise on behalf of the Y front. What's your opinion of this, Carl? He isn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me, no, he didn't. <laughs> I, I I think there's two things about this. Firstly, you'd all, you'd always know they're on.
2: You always, do. Yeah,
0: you do? I think so. I think you'd know if you were in them. Even if if it's not like a feeling thing, you just know they're there. And my other big worry would be that. Let, let's just I mean that they're, they're probably one as as likely as, as as the other. What happens if you get knocked down? Or what if you? What if you? Uh, you run into a lady.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one is love, very I, much
0: as likely as the other, believe me. I love your percentages game here. <laughs> <laughs> they're about four percent each. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, probably, probably, if you are having the two, it's probably a hundred percent of one and zero on the other.
0: And then, we'll picture the scene. You think this is going well, and then suddenly, oh man. I've, gone for, I've 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 gone for the piping. I've
1: got <laughs> piping. Oh God! I've got the yeah the the, the white white fronts with the little little <laughs> little Y <white>. crossover <laughs> flappy thing in the front. Yeah. God, they're all about- right. Love. It's not going
0: the swing it, is it? It really isn't. Quite literally.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing about them, of course, is that like I think it, back in the day, lads just used to. Wear and rewear, so they ended up being what well, I think I remember Newman and Badil describing in a comedy sketch as "graying potato sacks." <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is a horrendous concept uh, altogether. I've got to, make Let's... Me, I've
0: got to make you refer to them as the off whites. No matter if the they're off-whites. brand new, they ended up being off white by the end of the day. Oh, God.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God, that's rank. Right. <laughs>
1: Far, far less controversially and far less lavatorily as carl put it uh one <laughs> is your sock game um again as 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 an 80s boy uh well maybe it's just an an irish uh, maybe it was just a navin 80s boy the white sports socks were quite the thing back in the oh, day when son. i was a teenager it was always about the white sports socks, uh, and again, very much when I started buying my own socks, it was like, "Yeah, I won't be doing that, thanks." Uh, so, I, I will. I'll give my preference now. I'm actually quite princess in the P about my sock game. I don't like thick socks. I don't like socks that have any sort of uh, rough uh, feel to the to the material at all. It's always got to be quite, you know. Snug fitting and thin material, and then I'm okay. And mostly, I would say ninety seven percent of the socks I've ever bought are black, with some sort of little indicator to make them look different to the other sock that's in the drawer. But that's it. So that's my sock game. Incredibly boring, uh, and I'm proud of it. I have started buying some coloured socks lately. I think it's a dandyish phase, and I'm going to grow out of it. Carl, sock game.
0: I can't believe it went from Dandy and then went to me when uh, the world's biggest dandy is the other side of the microphone here.
1: But um <laughs> same, level. same level. You you know how this works, surely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where the finale you know where the coming, don't you? Well
1: hold your your hats,
0: everyone. This could go anywhere, honestly. Um I I'm pretty much the same as you. In my uni, it was very, very on vogue to wear Levi 501s, DMs, and an Argyle sock. Oh, the argyle. Yes. It's a very, very indie thing to do
1: that. Especially with the Oxblood DMs. Yes, I remember yeah, that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm the same as you. Very, I've, I've really got into the, the very, very bright sock of late. Don't mind it. I've got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a pair of yellow socks, orange socks, green socks. And I've never done that before, ever. And I don't know why. And I think this might be my sort of late 40s, shall we say, um, rebellion. Of, sort of No, I'm going to wear, because um, I've got a pair of kickers now, uh, and it, it, I, I'm not great with conventional shoes. I always wear trainers, always, but um, I've got a pair of kickers, and I think they deserve a better sock than you, your <laughs> standard M&S ones. <laughs> I think you've got to have a better combination than that. Yeah, you know?
1: no, I love the fact that you think your kickers need, means you need to elevate your sock game a little, yeah. you know? Bring you know, flirt a little bit with your inner dandy and, and 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 go for the what What have you said? What's the what What would you say is the most outrageous sock in your drawer?
0: Oh, the, the bright yellow ones aren't uh, particularly right. Actually, bright
1: yellow, honestly.
0: Actually, bright yellow. Yeah, You get them in a pack.
1: And, wow. Uh, yeah. Do
0: you know what? Do you know what? No, I'm going to wear them. I am going to wear them things. Bright- I do. Wear, I do. I do wear a red sock occasionally if I'm in the work uniform, shall we say?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Because okay. it, it, it matches, so I don't. I don't mind doing that, um, particularly if I'm wearing a suit, because obviously my tie's got to be red. So um, yeah, I, I don't mind the fluorescent shot these days. Don't mind Look, it at all. Like, fluorescent, like, Not quite Teddy Boy level, but you know.
1: I've got I've got bright blue. I've got I've got um, I've got several shades of pink. Uh, dusty pink i believe is one of them but i'm not going off white off white perhaps maybe they were but <laughs> <laughs> well, i did. i have like pastel shades i haven't quite embraced the full the full uh the full strength of the color like you have for a play uh, Cam Branch. there we go everyone please tell me there's going to be Locked a, a we go. instead of knee length nylons in this <laughs>
0: well, hose oh, What well, hose are you
1: wearing cam-
2: what what denier um, it's work <laughs> look at him with the tech vocab oh, but... what's going to work best with a kimono <laughs> <laughs> you know do I go for the pop sock do I go for the knee length or do I go, do I just go full on tights? no um, in, in all seriousness um, I still wear white socks as I touched on a couple of weeks ago oh, as well yes, as my remember that. That's my house slipper. I, inside, I have to have white terries on, sports socks. So I've I've been through the uh, different multicolours socks about 10 years ago. So you guys are just catching up, which is good. Um, so <laughs> I, I've been there, done that, wore the T-shirt. Uh, on my 50th, I got given a, a set of what were called happy socks, and they were – multi-pattern socks and multi-colored uh which i occasionally wear um for work but when i'm at the gym it's black terry socks with the trainers and then when i'm working now um it'll either be it's just plain black socks uh and I, i prefer to go i don't like these ones with the colored heels and toe area it has to be full black and just uh, going up to the top of the calves. Just, you know, do you, well, hang, on, hang on, do
1: you do your own laundry? No. So Mrs. B has to do your laundry, is what you're saying, right? Yes? She insists. So honestly, is. people, Honestly, people. The reason I ask is that that is a fucking nightmare if all your socks are just plain black. As a man who does his own laundry uh, and always has, I can't understand how you would not have something to indicate how to pair up your socks. That's just madness. <laughs> They're
2: called name tags with A, B, C, D, E, F. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I love
1: this. Oh, I love this. Does it have like Hubby A or or A on the? Yeah, exactly.
2: On them? <laughs> <laughs> It's got Travinda A, Travinda B, Travinda C. Lovingly sewn on, It's amazing. Oh, what
1: a revelation we've had here tonight, listeners. What a revelation. I knew actually, you got Quest
0: for bringing the gold.
1: Oh, that's you. just proper gold. Sewn so, uh, so name tags by the loving, loving wife of Mr. Branch. She um, is an actually. Absolute... Come...
2: Go on, I'm just going to say you can't be at 20 Denny year either. Just
1: well, of course, man. you got to get that. You got to get that little technical info. Here. Um, we're,
2: not, we're not savages, can't <laughs> <man>. we? <laughs> I, I, I don't believe you are, but sometimes I do wonder. <laughs> Very true.
0: Can I also point out that in his dancing video, that um, Oxo Chamberlain um, wears white socks in the house.
1: He does, he does, but yeah. youth can get away with anything, can't they? Yeah, you yeah, know? of course I can, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's just the way it goes whereas we have to be a bit more discerning about how ridiculous we look I've got two questions left um, and I'm going to go with um, yeah we'll go with both of them the first one is 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 clothing related and then we'll go away from that into a completely different topic and Guy I'm looking at the clock and Carl said we kicked off at 10 to we have about six minutes left to do our normal 70 minute show So we'll try and keep to exactly that. The first question is, Carl asked this, at what age is it appropriate to stop wearing jeans? When do you ditch the jeans? So Cam, you're looking forward, hopefully, to a huge long lifespan ahead of you. What time do you think future Cam is going to go, I'm not sure about these jeans things. I think they're not really appropriate for me anymore. What do you think? Or even just watch, looking around at other people. What do you think?
2: I'm thinking it depends on what my physique will be like as I get older. That's a very and good my, point. And it's whether I can pull it off or not. Because I've, if I can't pull it off, then I won't do it. But then, knowing me, I'll just carry on doing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> because when you go out and you're relaxing, if you don't if you don't want to dress up, then jeans are the ideal bit of clothing, you know, Um, but then who knows in 10, 15 years time, there could be a new type of trouser that's going to just blow us all away that we're going to say, yeah, that's the one now.
1: Yeah. And whereas me and Carl will be too old to give a shit, you'll still be trying to follow the fashion so that's very yeah that's a real consideration for you if there yeah. is some sort of new breakthrough in 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 um i'll in, have to tr- i'll have to try it yeah in the textile industry you'll have to be yeah. all over it. whereas me yeah. me and carl will still be wearing their jeans going fuck this I I should, I that point shit. at
0: this point that cam is four days younger than me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes but as lance carl you're quite different <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I, I would certainly agree with
2: that without judgment
1: judgment. I would say for me the jeans thing before we come to the uh, uh, originator of the question for his opinion uh, I I think it very much depends uh, it ties in with Cam's saying depends on whether you've fully let yourself go because when you see lads and they've got these like 42-inch waistbands on a pair of jeans. That looks vaguely comical to me. Um, I spent a lot of time in my old alma mater, uh, going in and out of the coffee docks in TCD, looking at, trying to walk around lads who've gotten off tourist buses from, you know, various places, mostly, I'll have to say, from uh, our friends across the the ocean there in the States. And they would be huge people, huge people in 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 ill-advised jeans with waistbands that must have been you know high 40s and and beyond and that's it's time to stop there that's that's not a thing to wear go embrace a fabric that's you know get a get a get an elasticated waistband that's at that point I would have thought so it very much depends if 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 suddenly for some reason I break the habit of a lifetime and become a fat lad when I get old then I'll stop wearing jeans. Otherwise, I've never stopped wearing jeans. That would be my take. What about you, Carl?
0: I'll never stop wearing jeans. I just can't see me me doing it. Um, I will say, there's a mate of mine, Phil Blundell, has been saying on Twitter this week, if you're working from home and you're wearing jeans, you're a wall. I completely agree with that. Um, I wear shorts whenever possible. Whenever possible, I will wear shorts around the house. Yeah. Um, And I'm the same with jeans. I hate wearing suits. Um, I don't own a pair of sensible trousers that aren't related that that doesn't have a jacket accompanying it, so I just can't see me doing it. It's really strange. It's a bit like another question which I was going to ask about this is, is at one point do you stop wearing Adidas because not everyone's but well, you know not everyone wears Adidas. But um, I noticed that I've, I've stopped buying Adidas trainers. Um, now I'm 51, so so that my jeans question was like sort of the nat- the natural step up from that. Really,
1: do you not do the chino?
0: Never. Huh? It, it's LinkedIn. It's for people uh, who search LinkedIn who wear chinos.
1: It's not though, man. I've got I've a wardrobe. I've got like I've got all the colors of the sun. Sun? Rainbow. What?
2: You've got red ones.
1: I don't have red ones. I've got wine colored um, ones. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, like- I've got and I've got again pink ones. I've only worn them. Yeah, once. I've
2: I've got pink ones. No, I <laughs> i've got a pink jacket i've got a pink
1: jacket sorry we, we're losing carl we're losing carl so in order to, to in order to get carl back in i've got one question for you so
0: please this isn't videoed obviously.
1: it's con- it's controversial i know i, I imagine you know C- i'm
0: afraid
1: your eyebrows gone right through the roof the last question is a controversial question it's vaguely political who is your favorite tory
0: that was my question. Um, oh, that was my question. Oh, was it? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just did the other 46, that's all. Um, technically, it's your show, Treff. I just thought I'd leave that there. But no, we're working, apparently. Um, I'm just saving the nation's health. Um,
1: Christ, he's having a monologue here.
0: What's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tino. I thought that was my forte.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, Cam. It's, it, obviously, it's, it's Carl's turn I've to never, be.
0: Never thought I'd be involved in a pro talk, ever. Do you speak LinkedIn, do you, Downey? Do you speak LinkedIn? I
1: don't know what a LinkedIn is. I've never had a LinkedIn profile.
0: Oh, I don't know what they're talking about.
1: I've never had a, I've never had a LinkedIn profile. I do. It's like
0: ideation. Oh, it just goes through me.
1: Listen, but I wanna need from you now is some blue sky thinking around the idea <laughs> of your favorite chino. I want you to give us a helicopter view going forward
2: of your favorite Tory.
0: Well, the ideas Carousel suggested that um I'd say Ken Clark.
1: Yeah, I suppose a lot of people would shout that one, right?
0: Yeah.
1: He was the most rational in the latest round of crazy
0: yeah, because I, I like the fact that he's stuck to his guns of where he is within the Conservative Party rather than jump and hide. He says, right, like everyone, all the others have done. Yeah. To my own M- 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 my own MP. Um, and yeah, he seems to be the sort of more old-fashioned Tory where I can sort of see what he's trying to say, even though, if I don't approve of it, <laughs> rather than just the usual sort of Zach Goldsmith type, Michael Fabrigan
1: type Tories. Mine would be for about two weeks before I realised what an absolute twonky he was. And I, start, I watched my first episode of Top Gear. And I love cars. So I thought, Clarkson seems all right. And then I went, oh.
0: Oh, you're not doing actual MPs. You're doing those Tories. So, uh, all
1: Tories. But Clarkson. Oh, in,
0: in, in that case, the 1970s Liverpool team. That's fair. right. <laughs> so
1: here's, here's where I'm linking in. You see? you see what oh, I did there? Here's why I'm linking in. Uh, I'm not going to say who my current favourite Tory is, but there might be a Liverpool connection. Yeah, and we'll leave it with that. Uh, what about
2: you, now? What about you? What's your, <laughs> what's your show on this one? Oh, I, I know exactly who you mean. Oh, sorry. Um, because I... No, let's not go there. Um your Oh, God, no. Favourite Tory. Um, Ken Clark was a, was a good shout, uh, MP-wise. Dominic Greaves, another one uh, who really stuck to his guns really well. Um, but that's, that's, I suppose uh, if any of my clients are Tories who pay me money, I, I would have to be forgiving, forgiving, <laughs> of, the, forgiving of them. Um, but, there you go. That's, exact, that's that's a perfect answer. Anyone I, who's
1: willing to pay.
2: i <laughs> will exactly. leave it at that. <laughs> I think we should uh,
1: now i want to stay with you cam because i know carl doesn't necessarily find anything to outro on whereas i know you do uh, I've, got quite... I've got a well, recommendation well let's get your recommendation first because i think cam's cam's outro is kind of a personal yeah, thing cam's, so
0: cam, 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 yeah cam's is more important um it's the podcast slow burn i've I'm I'm ah, recommended before yeah. because they they did um something about the corrupt mayor of i forgot where it
1: is Trev. Uh, It was the one about. uh, It was the one about. Detroit. No, oh oh my god, oh my god! I'll come back to me. Come back to me. But the second season was about Clinton, which was fantastic.
0: Which was fantastic. And the the current season, but it was actually not that current. I just didn't realize they were all building up in my podcast library. Um, (laughs) was something I knew nothing about, which was about which is the East Coast West Coast um hip hop rivalry. Oh, that's brilliant! Between Tupac and Biggie, and I played seven episodes in the last twenty four hours. And yeah. this, isn't, this isn't my thing. That entire beef, of course, has got nothing to do with me because it wasn't held in Hackney, where I was in 1996. Um, and I'm just completely... I'm looking forward to doing the dishes so I can put the podcast on and play it later on. Yeah. I knew nothing about it at all. Obviously, I know who they are. And I recognise you know, a few of their, their dance numbers, I believe the young people call them. But um, it's just extraordinary. I Those I documentaries think- are just incredible.
1: I think we've gotten a bit confused because I think the first one I did the one you're talking about is a different a different podcast altogether. It's Crime Town. It's Crime The first slow burn I believe was about Watergate and then we had the that's Clinton right. thing was the second that's one. Right, that's right. I did the Watergate thing at
0: the time. That's right.
1: That's how I've got into this they're both belters, the, the Clinton one, the Watergate one, and now this new one with Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, i I, 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 I row in behind that as a recommendation. I'm not even going to bother giving one of my knowledge. I'll just agree with that. That's great. Cam, finish this out. Um, you might want to contextualise what it is you're about to say.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, this is for my best mate, Cully, who unfortunately um, lost his father yesterday due to COVID-19. So this is for you, Cully. Cully, tomorrow you'll be 50. Yesterday you lost your dad. He was one of the most genuine, humble, kindest persons we knew. You did more than anyone could. You did not fail. I've got your back, just like you had mine. Your pain is my pain. I love you, brother.
1: And there's literally nothing else to be said after that, except um, we heartily endorse that sentiment. Yeah, and we, we like to
0: we like to add our own condolences to that. A
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and um, hopefully Cully and his family can come to some sort of peace uh, with that tragedy over the next while. And you know, again, if there is anybody else who's uh, suffered a loss yeah. in this mad period of uh, history that we're living through. Um, our thoughts go to you as well and we will be back very soon and we'll endeavor to do exactly the same thing to not necessarily talk too much about the thing and try to keep you away from it um the reality is of course that we're in it so uh we just want to sort of tread that line where we're offering you something that can get you out of that mindset for a little while um without being disrespectful and um trying to acknowledge the reality of it at the same time. So we'll see what we come up with next. We'll only be another few days, uh, because I think the three of us are pretty much knocking about. Um, I'm actually busier than ever I was with these online classes. It's an absolute nightmare to schedule and it's extra uh, work than I would have been doing before, but it's heartening to be able to do it. And I know the two lads um, are very much busy in their own right as well. And we're all obviously, Doing strange things like digging gardens and clearing out closets and stuff as well. But we will make ourselves available to do one for you soon. Um, I have been Trev Denny, that was Carl Kopeck, Cam Branch, and the inimitable guy Drinkle producing in the background. Uh it's a weird time to be alive, but we'll make the best of it and we'll come at the far end of it and we will have that meeting that we talked about. And by God, we'll record the shit out of it. So until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there.
0: Podcast Network.